0: Hello and welcome to the PropTech Hot Seat, and i PropTech Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. The show where we explore trends and technologies driving innovation across the built environment. This show is brought to you in partnership with the PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors, and indeed for industry leaders. In the PropTech Hot Seat today is Paul Reilly, CEO of Boxcore. Paul, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, Carol. We're delighted to be on here and really appreciate the, you know invite. Uh, thanks very much.
0: Uh, my pleasure, Parag. So tell us a little bit about BoxCore for anybody who's not familiar.
1: Yeah, so we're we're basically a, a software company that has an app that makes it easy to capture, share and track on-site safety records. So a bit of background myself, I'm civil engineering background, worked as a project manager in working for subcontractors in the UK and in general contractors in Australia for almost 20 years prior to founding BoxCore. And whilst doing that i got very familiar with the problem of how safety information is handled and typically on building projects there's emails it's basically photocopying information and spreadsheets so a couple of years ago we decided to decided to have a go at building something to tackle this like it was a it was a, a, a i guess like a lot of people in construction um, there's there's everyone knows there's still a bit of a lag in terms of getting fully digital so we, you just knew there was a problem, especially with the safety side of things, which is critical when you're delivering a project. Like you really want to make sure you've got the safety records correct for your teams on site. And the options were pretty poor. Like, so as a project manager, when I worked as a project manager, I was always keen to look at the various ways we could move away from paper and the manual process. And we always struggle with, the solutions that out there were very much, always struggled with adoption. So we, we really built our solution so that it's very easy to get the adoption with the frontline staff and the subcontractors. Which which is which you need to get to, to, to solve this particular problem and it's going really well. We went to the market last year, up around eighty companies at the moment using the platform. Where we got customers in projects from data centers in Europe to high spec office fit-outs in Dublin. We got first customer in the US and some rather large companies in the UK. Just so we're getting really good traction, and it's driven by the the simplicity of the product is very simple it just cuts out the need for emails when people want and and and, uh you know double and hang information when people are trying to manage safety on construction sites so going very well thank you very very
0: very good and you know it's always interesting when we're speaking to prop tech or construction tech uh founders you know they tend to either be coming from a very tech background or industry you know it, it, it's usually one of those so you're coming obviously from decades of experience in the construction industry across a number of different markets um i i wait i so i can absolutely understand how you would have been very aware of the challenges that you you could hone in on the problem but in terms of getting the right solution you would probably be more familiar and therefore less naive than some of the tech founders about the culture shift that has to accompany this So you might just talk to us about, first of all, the technology approach, but then really how to get the wider buy-in.
1: 100% like, like I think to solve anybody involved in the construction industry, construction management, like building projects, like a, a live building project is a very dynamic place where you've got subcontractors, people coming and going, it's not like other industries where you've got predictability, static workforces, so it's got a unique set of challenges, and technology is only one aspect of it it's actually really you've got to really build your solution around those type of users and that particular situation to get adoption like i've seen it myself companies I work for and and solutions we tried where you got these amazing ideas when you with with the people in the office typically go oh look we're gonna have these amazing dashboards and this that the other but it falls down at the adoption level with the subcontractors and uh, the the site staff and frankly then you know you're wasting your time so I've known that through the pain over years of trying to get solutions in the market. And of course, because of the, the, the failure to get the, the adoption on site, you end up doing defaulting back to emails and manual ways, which of course is really bad from everyone's perspective. So for us, the key was always build something that the frontline staff will wanna use, that's simple to use, it doesn't require much training. And, and that's that's what we're doing and it's, it's, we're getting great traction on, on the back of that.
0: Very good. There's a couple of really interesting points that you've pulled out there. Um, You know, and actually one of them is, again, something that your decades of of industry knowledge and experience on the ground will tell you that maybe a lot of tech founders on the outside looking into construction mightn't be aware. And that is that actually construction, the the delivery of construction, um, the business of construction is generally through a supply chain of subcontractors. So actually, it's not a case of saying to one contractor, this is the technology we're proposing for you and we'll make it available to your staff. Your staff are, aren't the. I, I won't say your staff aren't the problem, but they're not the people who who necessarily they're not the full uh, part of the conversation there. That it's bringing that wider supply chain and the other side around the the dashboards. You know, one of the one of the problems, and and we've talked about it very often here on the show, is that there is a tendency, um for, for innovators to, you know, they've identified a problem and they know it's a real problem, they validate it, you know, and, and they've spent the time getting market fit so they know the solution they're bringing is the right solution. However, what we found is that not all genuine problems deserve to be resourced or they're not priorities. And um, in terms of if each problem requires its own dashboard to be addressed, then actually um, this is where we have found People might get the trials, they might even be engaged, but you're not getting the users on a daily basis, so therefore it's not living up to its potential. So do you work in terms of APIs with existing systems that you can actually integrate well with some of the technology? Because it's not like 10 years ago where you're going into a construction company that doesn't have a good tech system in place. Most good contractors now, and I'd imagine your early client base, they all have fairly sophisticated IT systems in place and a range of them.
1: No, very good point, Carol. Um, so a, a really good example. So Procore, uh, I'd say, are generally speaking, probably the industry leader in terms of a general project management platform. They provide a great solution for quite a number of the the key functions in terms of project management, you know, your, your design management, your cost management, your, you know, a lot of that, those sort of functionalities, but where probably which they've designed their system as a platform. There's a couple of areas where it's not so strong. So they create a marketplace where, essentially, solutions that kind of fill the gaps. A customer from Procore can then choose choose um, uh, solutions to, that that plugs in, so to speak, and kind of creates a, a fully adaptable solution. So we've got an integration which we're just completing with Procore. We see a really good synergy there as data too, uh, in terms of a partnership to a lot of the. Procore customers love their solutions, brilliant system, but probably just the gathering safety information is one of the areas that's not so strong with, and we kind of plug that gap a little bit. So there's a really good, um, part, you know, partnership opportunity. So we've got a, an integration there which we're just completing, which is exactly that. And it's, it's something when we talk to our customers, a lot of our customers are Procore customers, for example. They, this is something that that just makes a lot of sense. Like they they they, they don't want to have to. They recognise you kind of one app that does everything. Because, because you know, there's such a fluid dynamic sort of a situation. But they want to minimize the amount of times you've got to log into different things. And, and data, there's no reason nowadays with the way uh, modern cloud architecture is. You can't have APIs that just take care of the, the, the manual work in the background. So data can be synced in the background. Saves all this idea of people emailing stuff back and forth and information being double-handled and triple-handled. So um that, that for us is a key key integration and and it's definitely something we're very excited about.
0: Yeah, I'm so delighted to hear you say that because, um, you know, like five, six, seven years ago, that just wasn't the situation across prop tech and construction technology and it was a real weakness. Um, And so there's definitely good innovators who lost out because they just were too tunnel visioned in their yeah. in in not just in their solution, but in the one problem that their solution was addressing. When actually there are so many problems. I mean, one of the really it, it would be overwhelming if you chose to look at it like that. But one of the I see it as, as such an opportunity across the built environment is that there are so many problems across the built environment. Whether you're looking across planning, construction, property, property management, uh, and now into climate tech solutions, we are not going to run out problems in the next no, couple of decades
1: 100 exactly right and i think also like i think this to really provide value to our end users you can't have a tunnel vision we just do this and we don't work with anybody else mm-hmm. if you and and the leading companies out there realize this like if you just gotta we provide this and we're working in isolation you've got to be able to integrate with with um with complementary technologies you've got to you've got to automate this companies nowadays expect that this is how other industries have digitalized They have interlocking, integrating software, so that everything really should be built around what what provides value to the end user, we see this as a key part of it, like, we've got to provide something simple that solves problems, but also interacts well with existing technologies there. So you don't have a silo in terms of well, mm. okay, we've got a nice little solution here. But Frankly, it operates in a separate bucket, and this, and this, and this, and this. So co- companies don't want that. They want they want the you know uh, their their technologies use integrating where they need to integrate. So cutting out the amount of apps you got to log into cuts out the need to have information in the background in silos. So that's something we're we're pretty much focused on. And again, we see we see um it comes back to again what what provides value for the end user rather than just mm-hmm. this tunnel vision of okay we're going to sort of build a wall around ourselves and just put our head down and that you kind of you're not you got to listen to your customers that's not what they want you
0: know? yeah and i love that um, i think that that's something early stage companies do really well listening to their customer and at some point yeah. of the growth um of a company that gets a little bit tokenistic and what? it is such a, a, a it's such a short sighted way of looking at it because listening to your customers Gives you the, uh, I suppose, gives you a line of sight of uh, the pipeline of problems that you have to solve. So it's it's your pipeline of innovation if you're smart about it. So I think it's it's the one advantage that small agile companies have if they if they are, I suppose, if if they have the smarts to really listen to what their customer is telling them and and identify the problems. And you know, in one way i'm glad we're having this conversation this month because it it is indeed construction safety month here in ireland and one of the one of the great things about construction safety month in ireland is that i get to spend almost every day chatting to health and safety managers and directors that quite frankly only get wheeled out once once a year and that's the reality even though i wish it weren't but the one point they always make, and they don't—they don't make it in a tokenistic way. They make it because they mean it, and that is that. Yes, it's great to have construction safety week or month, and um, uh, and it's great to shine a light, and it highlights the important and it raises awareness. But actually, construction on site is a high priority on every site for every contractor every single day because the consequences of not doing that are too huge. And while we have appointed health and safety people. The reality is, I think the culture has changed to the point where every individual on on site understands that it's every individual's on site. You're only as strong as your weakest link. So it's every individual's on site um, to be very safety aware and safety conscious. And that's a culture shift that has definitely happened over the last 20 years. So you might just talk to us about maybe how the alignment of culture happens along with the adoption of technology. And how important is that?
1: Absolutely. Just to kind of exactly what you're saying there, Carol, like I, I come from a, you know, I did my engineering course, then then worked as a supervisor, an engineer, and then worked as a project manager. Like for me, like everything you do in construction management revolves around safety. Like, and it's, it's not something that, you know, you just, a compliance department just ticks aside the side and tick the boxes and you're, that, that, that no. it has to be driven by the front line so a supervisor whose job it is to direct the works on site you need to provide the tools to empower them i think there's been essentially a mindset sometimes where okay we'll leave that to the safety team or we'll uh, and the, the, the the actual doing the work is separate which is not it's completely integrated like it's it has to be integrated and technology has to be built to empower that like you and so one of the things we've done i think which is different since, since probably some other solutions out there is we we've built our solution so that it's really designed for the frontline staff that they can they have the information at their fingertips so others so you can't manage safety from the office you, you need to be managing safety from the frontline and of course when you get it right two things happen you got you got a much greater, higher degree of confidence and compliance. So you don't have the supervisors go back and forth to the office to check stuff. It's at, it's at their fingertips. And importantly as well too, you also get higher productivity because if you can empower your frontline staff and you make it easy for the subcontractors to share this information and keep track of it, productivity is improved. So I always see safety and productivity go hand in hand. So coming coming from a project management background, I, I, I would always, even for many years, always disagree with anyone, anyone who says, if, if, if you get your safety right, your productivity will take care of itself. Um, so I I don't see them as a trade-off. I see them to yeah. go hand in hand, so to speak, you know? And, we, and that, that's kind of where we framed our, our product, that it's something that's built around the frontline staff to empower them so that it's safety isn't a tool that's left to the office staff, it's built to the frontline staff. And if you get it right, productivity just follows naturally. Like. You know,
0: you know, I I think that's a really, it's a good way to frame it, because you're right, it has always been that traditional, people think it's a trade-off, and it always reminds me of the Navy SEAL slogan, it's, um, what is it, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, and it's kind yeah. of the same thing in construction you know, slow and smooth Absolutely. and safe. And if you get it smooth and safe, then you can actually speed it up, you know, and that's where the productivity gains come as well. So it's it's, it's always something that that analogy always kind of springs to mind when I'm thinking about it. And, you know, I, I'm very aware that there will be uh, prop tech and construction tech founders listening in and, you know, really being quite amazed at the market traction that you've gotten since 2021, because obviously that means you were a, covid startup as well and that brought its own set of challenges and but in terms of uh the range of projects that you're working on because most people would be aware that if you're in data centers that's a very different uh that's a very different type of site almost to not being a site in some cases and uh to uh, i say a a more traditional construction site and so how do uh, how do you manage does your software span across the full range of projects
1: yeah, very good question, Carol. So I guess the way we frame the problem, which is a little bit different, probably in some other solution, is that we see the problem as we created a tool to make it efficient for com- for contractors to share information with other contractors. So whether it's a subcontractor who needs who's got workers going from site to site, need to send it on the workers' training records or equipment inspections or the like, they can do that in seconds without having to go back and forth with emails. And whether, or whether it's a general contractor who needs to get their subcontractors to send it to it. So it's two sides of the same coin. So if you look, that's the way we built our solution. So that if you're a general contractor, it just, just cuts out all the emails, makes it easy to gather information off your subbies. If you're a subcontractor needs a share with the general contractors, it's flipped around. And because of that, like we're working with some of the very large chair ones and some, some of the highest profile projects in frankly in Europe. Um and we're also working with like small subcontractors with 20 workers who essentially work out of a van mm-hmm. and 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 you know uh, and 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 the, the but the fundamental thing is is the same, like it's create something easy to capture and share information that people can use with minimum training. It's two sides of the same problem. I think sometimes like coming from project management background, companies sometimes have these different perspectives. Like sometimes you go to a really big company and go, well, we need a really in-depth, blah, all these bells and whistles and 101 things. And issue then of course is when it hits the supply chain, you're, yeah. you're, you're it just sort of breaks down. So we very much, you know, focus on the problem, which is, okay, we need to build something that, that supply, will integrate with your supply chain seamlessly. That's the key to cracking this, because like, even if you as a company suddenly develop, an ama- sorry, are using an amazing technology and you push it into one of your project and a big effort from your team management team to do that, when that project finishes, then you gotta do the whole thing again with the next project and the next project. So yeah. you, you kind of, with technology, it has to not be something that has to be pushed in or require a big effort. It has to be something that makes people's life easier and and then it'll just, the adoption will take care of itself. So I think that's been a big reason for the for the traction we're getting the data. It's it's make life easier for the users and make it easy for them to use, frankly.
0: <laughs> but, fantastic. No, I think that's really sound advice. So I would recommend of anything we've discussed today, if there's any startups there who are at early stage of maybe trying to figure out product market fit, that's some really good advice to take on board there. And um, obviously I'm conscious of time here, but um, before we finish up today, just because you've mentioned there in terms of working across European projects and securing your first U.S. um customer, would it be fair to say that you have maybe exported on the back or you've, you've maybe traveled outside of Ireland with your key customers?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because there's a lot of companies operating in the Irish market that, of course, yeah. are working across Europe. Yeah. Um, and there's also... Companies operating in the Irish market are working in the US. So there's the great thing about the construction industry, it's so interconnected. So yeah. um, it's it's great. There's a real network effect once you once you once you and, and you know it's the exact same problem whether you're in a bill inside London or Dublin, or Dublin or Amsterdam or New York. It's it's people need to do works, so you need to check their information, you need an efficient way to capture and share this. So um yeah, it's not like, I guess, I suppose if you were a fintech company, you need to get a license to operate in different geographies. That's not the case. Essentially, they have the same challenges in these different geographies. And because we're cloud-based, it's very easy to, to adapt, and we can essentially be anywhere, so it's really good.
0: Yeah, well, uh, let's not underestimate the power of relationships as well, because actually, course, uh, you know, yeah. back in 2016, 2017, we were talking about this, and, and we see, because we work across maybe prop tech and construction tech, Uh, startups and scaling companies you know we had always worked on the basis that a route to export for irish prop tech innovators would be with their existing customers and interestingly that didn't happen as much as we thought it would so you could have somebody using a provider in the irish market and then uh, for their uk projects particularly say if they were residential apartments or something they would buy the same service from a UK supplier as opposed to bring the uh, Irish supplier there. But actually we found almost the opposite is true in um in the construction context. So in that in that way, actually the relationship between construction and technology startups and scaling companies and innovators and their and their contractors is a much more I don't want to say much more well it's a much deeper embedded relationship. So actually when those contractors are taking jobs like particularly data centres um across Europe and beyond they tend to take their construction tech providers with them so it's been a really yep. interesting difference that we did not predict um six seven eight years ago uh, so I think and, and you're really proving that case so I suppose finally before we let you go the US client is that again the same model or have you have you found a way to crack the, the US market well
1: funny enough as you, as you mentioned there's a lot of relationships so one of our users in the Irish market had he worked in at this company in New York said, Hey, just talking to them, frankly said, Listen, I know you guys have a problem with how you keeping track of and sharing train training records. You just have a look at this box score thing and that's basically how we got them. Like so, that was our first customer in the US. Which, which of course, you can't be word them out. You can't be users referring, um, and that, yeah. that's where it's come from, which is good. Like so, that, that that for us is obviously the number one thing. If you make the customers happy and they start referring it, this is you know this is this is the name of the game. That's what we're focused on. Well,
0: uh, Paul, thank you so much because you know in the prop tech hot seat we always try to give as much actionable advice and and really insights in terms of getting market traction to anybody who's in that frustrating position and and look even though you might not have been in it for a long time i'm sure you've still been in that position as every founder is and yeah. and getting those early customers over the line and then actually delivering what you've said you'd deliver and keeping those customers happy is such is such an important part of getting started and gaining market traction but you almost immediately have to slip into this watching and listening mode where you're then learning from your clients, learning where are the other problems. So you have your pipeline of innovation. And um, so I look, you've given loads of actionable advice for startups um, and founders and, and kind of early stage companies there. So maybe just uh, kind of a final word to finish because it is Construction Safety Month here in Ireland for companies who are still of any size who are still struggling to digitize the safety aspects of their operations what's some initial advice to get them started
1: yeah look um we, look obviously delighted to reach out to ourselves like just uh at our boxcore.com website we'd be delighted to catch up uh, but i i think don't be afraid of it like we we've there, there's there's definitely um we're we're heavily focused on i think a lot of companies are afraid of the challenge of adoption they know the effort of getting a new system is generally you know it's been probably painful in the past but like you know we, we're a company that's focused on on, on, on that so you can there, there are solutions um which that that enable fast adoption that you don't have this big painful adoption curve so to speak and you can try out pretty easily and you can see where you can give value very quickly so we'd be delighted to speak to anyone uh who might be interested you can just contact us through the website or whatever and you know we would show them what, what we do basically
0: Super. Thanks a million. That was Paul O'Greilly, CEO of Boxcore. And thank you so much for sharing your your insights there that will benefit not just the industry, but obviously founders who are in a similar position. Um, so my thanks again. And uh, thanks. For, people, for people listening in, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, special word of thanks to our sponsor PropTech Ireland for supporting the podcast and making these conversations possible. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of the PropTech Hot Seat here on iProperty Radio.